and welcome to Baseball Mainly. I'm your host, Jess Monticello. With us today, Corey, Patrick, take the helm, number one, Stuart. Make it so. Welcome back, Jess. Oh, good to be back. Feeling a little better. Yeah. Had my knee injured and my pride. Got some sun. Oh, definitely got some sun. That was <laughs> that was that was the bonus to being in Florida for uh-huh. a week. Yeah, uh, and my wife kept me busy with uh, visiting the alligators and the manatee and well, that's the good. dolphins. Yeah, doing the doing the Florida thing and looking for snakes. I'll be and, doing that next week. So yeah. Oh, yeah. lucky you. I know. <laughs> I'm ready to go back. I, I was spoiled. It's awesome. And also with us today, Ethan. Statman Perlman. Hello. I'm not going to Florida anytime soon. Yeah, so. that's okay. Yeah. We talked a lot about Florida last <laughs> week. so We did, we did. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Florida, pitchers and catchers are reporting this week. That's right. Uh, I believe the Tigers are tomorrow. Several teams are today. today. Yeah, Tigers, Tigers are today. today. Yep. Pitchers and, and catchers are reporting to Lakeland today. Um, I'm excited. That's you, always the start of the year. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. When you're when you're around a minor league camp where the where they're going to have spring training, those guys are already there. Yep. And 44 days until baseball, at, you know, starting today, so the countdown is on. Woo! What the countdown wasn't on before? I mean, I think well, the, I think when the you countdown start, starts well, when the World Series ends. No. Well, no, because depending on who your team was during the World Series, you kind of need a little bit of a lull period. I always like to make sure that after Super Bowl Sunday, which was a complete bust this year, that's when the countdown really kind of starts. Because you can get everything out of, out of the way. Who cares about basketball who cares about you know any other sport well people care about basketball it's just that uh you, know, you can only watch people run up and down the court and so many each times. Other for a foul. <laughs> well no because yeah. they don't even call fouls right. anymore well, or travels well, everything goes in basketball mm-hmm. it, we don't know what a foul is and in football we don't know what pass interference is. we also right. still don't know what a catch is no but we won't get into that no yeah. so you know, we don't have any confusion with that when it comes to you know, baseball. It's a baseball. Oh, well, except for what's a strike and what's a ball. Yeah. But mm-hmm. well, we won't argue that. We'll get that into the uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk more about that on another show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, with uh, with everything that you know is great, there is an ending to yeah. a lot of things. And uh, last week we did have a passing of a legend, uh, Frank Robinson. Uh, so great, great ball player. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, saw a quote that said he was one of the toughest five players ever. Yeah. And I don't know who the other four were, but I'll bet one was Bob Gibson. Oh, yeah, it has to be. Uh, and may, and one should have been Kirk Gibson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, you know, Kirk Gibson, I'm a fan, as we've talked about. Gibby. Kind of like Gibby. I don't, I don't care if people say he didn't give autographs and he was – Aloof. Well, did we did we mention last week that Gibby's actually going to be, um, yeah, I think, assistant I, I, to I, the. Uh, I think we did because I remember saying I was, you know, extremely excited for, th- for his baseball intellect being utilized in the front office. Right. 
but I want him off the airwaves. Oh, no, that's he, not going to uh, happen. He is dry, and I was no. hoping when they gave him that that he would not be on the airwaves. I See, love yeah. him on the television. See, yeah. I nope. don't care that he, he tells it. us about the phases of the moon, <laughs> that he that he's, but he's can, a but slappy can, for the Tigers. Can, can he be a little bit more excited? I have a little bit more excitement in his voice. Well, with with the prior, um, you know, host or the uh, other two. Mario, Mario and Rod. Yeah, we'll say their names. Um, you know, gone now. Now and uh, there's a new I'm, regime coming in. I I'm, feel like there could be more more entertainment. And, and I'm going to Gibson's be watching gonna... the games and listening to them on the radio. I'm going to mute the TV and listen to Dan. I'm going to listen to Dan Dickerson, Dickerson and Jim Price yep. on the radio <laughs> and watch the game on TV. I know I'll be on a delay. We're going to do a, a segment I'll... on this one of these days, and we're going to talk about announcers. Yep. We'll talk about present day, and we'll Got talk it. about the history of great announcers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Red Barber, mm-hmm. um, uh, Vince Scully. Yep. Ernie of Harwell. Course, of course. Of course. The great Ernie Harwell. Yeah, you got to talk about the announcers. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you Harry my favorite, Carey. My favorite Harry Ernie Carey. Harwell story. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Frank Frank Robinson was 83 years old. Yep. Uh, triple crown winner. Yep. Uh, what'd you say? Fourteen time All Star. Fourteen time All Star. He played he was a player manager yeah. for the Cleveland Indians. Wait, wasn't he the first Afro American player manager? As first well? African American yep. manager mm-hmm. in the big leagues. Yep. Yep. Uh, managed for the Indians, the Giants, the Orioles, um, Expos, and which are now the Nationals. Um, Expos. Do you remember the Expos? Montreal. Obviously, you remember. Yeah. yeah, but man. Can you imagine opening day in Montreal. Yeah, April eighth in Montreal. <laughs> well, let's all go to a ball game. Well, yeah. with the talk about expanding, Montreal once again is a possible location that they may want to bring an MLB franchise back to. My guess That's something is to keep an eye out on. I'm not My going guess to Canada. Is they will. Well, them in, Por- them, them in Portland are like the two names I'm hearing about the most. First of all. If Portland gets as much rain as Seattle does, I really don't want another team out there. Yeah. Who I'm wants okay to play that. in the rain? No. Well, Seattle Seattle has a covered stadium. It's a retractable roof. I've been there. It's a nice yeah. stadium. Story of my life, I was there the day before the perfect game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and if I would assume both of those, both of those cities, Portland and Montreal, would require at least a retractable roof. You have to. Otherwise, you're going to have rain delays every game and only play 62 games out of the season. <laughs> so how many home runs do you think Frank Robinson hit? I'm going to be cheating because I, I have— You're the stats I, I have the stats. Tell uh, me about it. So uh, in his career, he had 586 home runs, uh, batted 294. He had 1,812 career RBIs and 204 stolen bases. Kind of did it all. 2,943 hits, so just shy of the 3,000-hit club. Oh, just shy. But 586 homers. That's a a huge number. Yeah, but he played ball for five teams from 1956 to 1976. So, I mean, that's a good career. And then Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Frank Robinson. That traded a whole bunch towards the end of his career. Well, you know, toward the end end of your career today. Sure. You're going to sign those one-year deals like we've seen here in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Robinson uh, won the Triple Crown. Yep. Triple Crown's been won 17 times. Mm-hmm. Two people have won it twice. Carl 
Why can I well, never remember? Carl Yastrzemski. Roger Horns, Rogers mm-hmm. Hornsby mm-hmm. and Carl Yastrzemski. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are uh, 11 of the 13 players that are eligible. Miggy's not eligible yet, right? Nope. nope. Um, are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. This, and, and obviously, Frank Robinson's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Frank Robinson is uh, the epitome to me of Ernie Harwell's Hall of Fame speech when he said, the only race that matters in baseball is the race to the bag. Mm-hmm. I love that quote. Yeah. And I, 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 one of the reasons I love the game, it matters what you can do on the field. The yes. numbers tell the story. It's true. They tell a big part of the story. And the, the, um, the, the cult, there's a lot of culture when it comes to baseball. The impression that you leave on people mm-hmm. from baseball. We mentioned Bob Gibson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Gibson pitch in the, in the 68 World Series, and we were not a National League town. So when you saw that National League play, Gibson was crazy on the mound. Yeah. He was mean. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. He was intense, and he was going to give you everything he right. had. And you know what? You're going to crowd the plate. He's going to show you who owns it. Yeah. I love that kind of baseball. Yeah. I love that kind of toughness. Go get That's him. the kind of toughness you saw out of Frank Robinson totally. as well. Yeah. Robinson played on uh, some very good teams, especially uh, when he played in uh, uh, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so something – I just found that is really interesting because it's something that we'll probably talk about later in the show. I have his salary, his total salary from the 1964 wow. season to 1976. Okay. He made during that entire part of his career $1,338,000. That was his salary from 64 to 76. That was the total amount he made. Oh, from the 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 total amount? Yeah, that is the now, career to date. Even with inflation nowadays, that's still pretty shy of yeah, what. Well, you know, I remember Al Kaline turning down a hundred thousand a year because yeah. it was it was too much. The most it was too the most yeah. he ever made in a season was twice, and it was one hundred and sixty thousand hmm. dollars. Now, imagine offering that. Well, you can't even offer that to a player because that's below the league minimum now. Yeah, but imagine you know saying to like one of the better players in the league, "Hey, here's you know whatever the league minimum is now. I think it's like five hundred and eighty thousand a year. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna offer you. That does that doesn't fly now. I'm yeah. su- I'm surprised it was so low back then. Well, I think yeah. also you know with the time, with everything going on a lot of, during a lot of the things have changed. 60s and the 70s. I mean, it was uh, yeah a lot of things have changed obviously because. Um, you know, people are getting what you know, uh, turning down offers of a hundred and eighty million dollar contracts. It's just well, yeah, because they they want a top, you know, last year's top free agent. True, and I don't think anyone this season is going to top what John Carlo no. got that thirteen million three hundred and twenty yeah. or thirteen year three hundred twenty. But million it's all about longevity extension. with the game nowadays. Everybody wants long term contracts, and it's like, well, well, you can't guarantee me that you're not going to blow out, you know, your I th- arm. I think you know want, next year. I think they want it though for that protection. They want that 
They want to know that they're secure. I'm sure they they do, but I'm as a you know I'm kind of playing devil's advocate to the managerial side and the upper guys, you know. But we want insurance too that you're not going to be a flop on us like Strasburg or well, you know. There, there's the there's uh, you said the word insurance. There's yeah. insurance for this. Sure, mm-hmm. that's part of the that's part of the whole business. Risk. But I mean, but also in their and they can have this put into the contract where if you get injured, you're not getting that full amount. Yeah, you know if you're not. If you have this injury, if you're not back within the sure, timetable that you need to be back. It's still a big risk. I mean, you're looking at – I mean, I think, honestly, the Phillies during when Roy Halladay was there, they are building a powerhouse mm-hmm. team. That was the start of how you shouldn't really build up a team. It's a win-now mentality. Great. Tigers did it too. We can honestly say it. As a Tiger fan, I can say that was probably the boldest move we could do, and now we're paying for it. But, well, the Tigers had an incredible run from mm-hmm. 2005 to uh, about 2014, With a lot 15. Of, a lot of mm-hmm. AL championships. But what was the one thing that we were, Mr. I was really looking for? He wanted a ring. Well, he got to the World Series twice in that period. And we won mm. one game. We won one game in you know, the, 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 the owner, nine, nine tries. Nine tries, yes, nine tries. The owner doesn't play the game. No. No. So and, I think that's where baseball is kind of heading now. And I'll tell you, Mike, but, but Mike there, Illich, but also no more loyalty. power to him for what he did. Yeah. You know, I, I, it, it, the the fans here in Detroit knew that if they're going to a Tiger game or they're going to a Red Wings game, they knew that the owner wanted to win. Of course. And was going to do whatever sure. it took. Now, having said that, it's a business. It is. And I think that maybe because Mr. Illich was later in his life, he wanted it so badly he was willing to risk some of his fortune. Sure. And uh, you know who knows? I you know I I know of a a uh, a quote from a an NBA mm-hmm. owner mm-hmm. when asked by a relative of his right. who I happen to know, uh, how do you make money with an NBA team? Right. And the, this guy who owns an NBA team mm-hmm. said. When I find out, I'll let you know. Yeah, you know, it's it, they're big stakes. Well, I you mean, can make money mm-hmm. in major league uh, sports, mm-hmm. but it isn't always crowd pleasing. No, you know, in football, I don't think they need anybody to show up and they're going to make money. Yeah, right? oddly, with, which with is TV. so weird. And with the type of contracts that the players have in football, sure, they have. You know they can get cut, and the contract goes away for the the lower mm-hmm. level players, yep. for the guys who aren't stars. And in football, you're one step away from an injury that could be life threatening, let hit, alone one step career well. ending. And also now in football, because they finally put in regulations for guys get arrested or do stupid stuff, you're also now like one mistake away from being done for a year. Yeah, which. Well, I need to, they need to which, start penalizing Which also more helps and... the owners and management sure. of teams because maybe, you know, with taking a risk, which I'm referencing right now, the Cleveland Browns, and taking a risk with Kareem Hunt, because yeah. his, his issue but, hasn't even been resolved here, yet. It goes right back to baseball of just the win-now mentality. And, I mean, there is penalty, I mean, luxury Taxes. There is such a thing as luxury taxes that people forget, and I think a lot of fair weather fans, unlike us, who don't really understand the game of baseball, they just want to see a win now mentality, and they're like, "Well, why don't we just spend money? We spent money before. Just spend money." That's not how we're doing it, and it didn't work before. And it's like y- you can't just keep kicking a horse and, and expecting it to 
do exactly the same thing it did yesterday. Yeah, my suspicion with our local team is much like a business that is preparing its balance sheet for the next step. Sure. Right. Yeah. Maybe that next step is to is to buy uh, buy some time to get these guys who are minor leaguers who have great potential, get them to the big leagues, mm-hmm. get them acclimated, and then add those free agents that could really help you. Or it may be like another business where you're getting the balance sheet in shape to sell the team. But look at the la- look at the last three to four look look at the last three to five years of winning teams and the way that they did it. Don't take Boston into consideration. It's because it's Boston this year or last year when they won the World Series was just basically the Tigers of late of 2012. I got to look at the spreadsheets of everybody else. Houston Cubbies, you're looking at um, who else was one in the Well, then you go oh, back to like God. Boston and then you go back to all the other teams. But look at Houston and, and the Cubbies. Take those two for example of what they did. They sucked. They were uh, they were always bottom last in their divisions. And but they were patient. They built up. They found the right managers. They did, kept building their farm system. How did system. Houston build? Slowly through the draft. Through the look, draft. Look at their look, draft. Yeah, they had no real big all-stars up until people were really kind of coming up. How often does that happen though? That's kind of an anomaly. It is. But then For, you go into have, analytics though. To have Three starters mm-hmm. that you drafted right in a row sure. that are not only on your big league mm-hmm. starting lineup, they're all stars. Yeah. These guys are good. Yeah. Then you put Justin Verlander and a few other guys yeah, over big there. Move. Yeah, then you yeah. make a, a substantial move to kind and of kickstart it let's more. Fiedo, Mize, Burroughs, mm-hmm. those guys turn out to be what what hopefully management thinks they can be sure but those there we're a few years away with that you know fiedo is probably Fai, two Fai, years fiedo is a year away my is, 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 is at least yeah. a year away my is two to three my is within a year away really my is the yeah. most he has a lot of potential. ready of that starting pitching core i would put it and this is just my opinion but uh, you know, I've you read, are the staff. I, I I have read by you know different uh, writers. They believe Mize is the most ready. Good, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, it's Mize, Fiedo, and then I'm kind of in a bind between, between Manning and Perez because Perez has the stuff. He just has to stay healthy, mm-hmm. and Manning. I'm just worried about his mindset because he's still a younger guy. He was the only one of, well, technically Perez was. Didn't go to college. He was an international signing with Houston and then traded to us. Yep. Um, I'm worried a little bit about Manning. He's got the stuff. It's just he's got to be mentally ready for that workload. Um, But by next year, I would expect Mize, Fiedo, possibly Perez, and or Manning to all be competing at spring training. For a rotation spot, I think honestly this is the year we really do see that. I see we have a lot more competition than we have in the last last few years because it's not certainty of that you're going to actually be on the roster. So these guys are going to be up in time for a new CBA and some new rules. <laughs> and here's what we're we're reading about: they're talking about adding a 26th man to the rosters. I'm okay with that. What do you think, Ethan? 
But I'm you knew pre- 26? I, I'm pretty sure, though, that had a stipulation in it, and I'm trying to remember. But there was something that they also wanted to make sure that you had to carry so many pitchers and so many position players. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't, so if they did this, you couldn't carry, you know, 15 position players and, uh, Nine or eleven pitchers. Right there, there was a stipulation somewhere, and I don't remember where I saw it. I am fine. I, I am. I am. I, and I would think most teams would want to carry an extra pitcher, mm. and especially when they're going to have a doubleheader after a rain delay, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because that really taxes your pitching staff. I, I, I am fine with the twenty-six piece thing but if it is a 13 and 13 you have to carry 13 pitchers you have to carry 13 position players right now if i'm a manager i don't want to carry 13 position players no right now because i have my eight that will norm well nine in the american league that will be in my starting lineup Mm -hmm. why do i want four people sitting on the bench i want one i want one other outfielder i have my backup catcher I have my util. I have my utility guy for the infield. Mm-hmm. I want three guys on that bench. Yeah, the uh, the roster expansion would also come with a twelve pitcher limit for uh, non September oh, games so- and a re- uh, reduction of September rosters so from I, I forty get, to twenty eight. I only get twelve pitchers. Yeah. So I have my five starters, mm-hmm. and I get seven in the bullpen. Yep. So I have my closer, Set and my two setups. Yep. No, I don't. I don't like that. No. I mean, well, they're not going to give you a chance to yeah. voice your opinion. I, <laughs> I know they're not. I know they're not. But and I don't. I don't. With, I with don't how mind. limited people use, or I should say, with how when you have to go to that bullpen, there are guys now, and I'm as I was talking about this earlier with you, Jess. I think players, more specifically, some pitchers, they don't get the work, and if they're coming out of college, where they're pitching. You know, two of three games back to back. They're pitching twenty pitches one game, and then they're scratch whether they can pitch or not. I think they need to be workloaded. Sure. Well, those be... college roster rosters are very large, right? Mm-hmm. Thir- Thirty-five man, but a lot of schools will carry about twenty position, fifteen pitchers. But then you redshirt some, so they don't mm-hmm. play. Um, you got guys who are injured. That's why you have the larger roster. But then, even when you get into conference play, you can only have so many guys dressed. So not even that whole team is dressed. Well, uh, let's we'll move on from this. But yeah. I, I'd like to say I, I wouldn't care if I had fourteen guys, including uh, DH, mm-hmm. as my um, position players, as we call them. Sure. Okay. I mean, probably a couple outfielders. Some, one of them who's maybe a base stealing specialist. And then you've got uh, some utility guys for the infield, mm-hmm. and uh, you know because what you know, last thing you want to see, even though it's kind of fun for the fans, is some guy who's a utility player, who uh, in a blowout in a ninth inning comes in as a pitcher. To me, there's something that <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. The, the players seem to be loving it. I oh mean, yeah, they're having fun. Anthony Rizzo was lobbing all year long. To be able to get that opportunity to pitch, and yeah. when he got it, oh, he was ready. Sure, well, we had we had Andrew Romine here yeah. pitch a few times, yeah. and he did <clears> fine. <throat> yeah. Well, they're talking about uh, reducing the number of mound visits this year from six to five. I think that's I'm okay with that. And by is next it, year, is that excluding pitching changes? 
I didn't read it. No, okay. uh, no, well, I don't believe so. But by next year, so if I go out to make a pitching change, that counts as my mound visit. That counts as a mound visit. Anytime you go to the mound, you're, no, we'll have, you're if I, yeah. even if we'll I'm changing to, that pitcher. You know, so it, defined at any time, coach or player goes to mound to talk to the pitcher at six per game. So they're just going down to six limitations. They, well, they want to go to five. Any coach or any player goes to the mound to talk to the pitcher. That is a mound And they're it. proposing going to yeah. three yep. by next year. Yeah. It's a pace of play. I'm okay with that because everything is kind of run by signs nowadays anyway. So why can't you tell? Why can't you communicate that way? The You're beauty not... of baseball is that it isn't timed. It has to be nowadays, though. Why? Because the the younger generation. What? Okay, so the stat that I needed you to look You're, up. Everybody yeah, blames. Everybody up. blames the millennials. It is. It isn't the millennials' fault when they were born. Look, baseball is a great game, and it. Oh yeah, they, they, I agree. They don't that, have, yeah, but they you got to take have the, the same you, appreciation we, for it. They don't. You got to take the the the. You got to take that kind of will of of being a biased, true, hard baseball fan, and you have to look at it from another side of trying to find a new audience. Let me, get, let me give you an opinion here. I grew up in a different era. Mm-hmm. The mound was higher. Yep, and we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that, too. Pitchers got more guys out uh-huh. faster. Yep. I, when I went to a game when Denny McClain pitched, mm-hmm. The game was anywhere from an hour 45 mm-hmm. to two hours and 10 or 15 yeah. minutes. If you have a game go two and a half hours today, that was a fast one. Yeah. If it goes three, that was kind of really good. Sure. The reason it takes so long now is because of all the delay tactics. Yeah. The let's let me step out between every pitch, it's adjust my gloves. Sure. Everybody adjust their batting gloves between pitches. Well, you gotta think it's a can it's a game Frank, of chess. Can Franklin or whoever's making batting gloves make them so they fit? <laughs> well, come I, on. I, I think it's also you know a quick way to you know clear their head real quick. It's a repetition. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a guy taking a meditation. It's a meditation. It's like a guy doing his routine before taking a free throw. Yeah, it is. It reminds me it reminds me of watching croquet. (laughs) You ever see somebody line up a croquet shot? Yes. Come on. Yeah. It's baseball. Now here's my issue because I just double checked this. Um, The average length for a football game Mm -hmm. is three hours. 12 minutes. Sure. Last year, the average length for a baseball game was three hours. Why don't people complain about how long football games? Take? Well, you also got to look at it because it's a timed clock. So you're actually you actually have a clock. You actually have a momentum going there. With baseball, that can shift in an inning. You oh, could have I, I you could have a 20 minute inning, that, but because have, one guy is like you know just right just just feeling on the mound. But over you know, here. And we with, didn't with have, football. There's so much. I mean, replay is can be good. But there are so many things that are. Why are you looking at me? Well, <laughs> there are so many things that can be very sc- scrutinized with, you know, too many commercial breaks. Too, I mean, there well, is so much. With yeah. All the sports that you could say pace of play needs to be like, you know, improved in every sport. Uh, yeah. Baseball well, has gone from being a three and a half, four hour thing. They took a whole hour off. I don't think you're going to get baseball down to a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour science. It's not going to be possible. I mean, unless, that's what they're kind of looking at and trying to do now. I don't think a lot of this is going to happen. but Unless you make it seven-inning games, the, which is not a smart idea. No, you got to go nine. Again, when the mound was higher, 
Mm-hmm. Guys got out faster. There were more, more. There was sure. hitters weren't as good, or else they were really good, right. like Ted Williams, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had as unlimited mound visits. Yep. Mm-hmm. You could you could step out and adjust your cup mm-hmm. or whatever you're doing. <laughs> yep. Now, I forget the guy with the Chicago White Sox that uh, he was the human rain delay. They called yeah. him. Well, you know, Victor Martinez was a specialist at that. He was a sniper know, when he came to but adjusting it didn't, it didn't and take, straps it didn't and stepping take, out. And it didn't take Victor 30 seconds between oh, pitches. Oh, I don't it, know. It did not. I don't know. I think we even, might need to even, find some footage on that for next week because I think I remember could one of the umpire, pitchers yelling at Could an umpire not say get in the, well, get in oh, the you can, box but and bat or it's, well, or it's strike one? You get one. those umpires, well, you do There is a thing that I thought they were supposed to have implemented last year where you – get to step out, but the minute the umpire asks you to step back in, if you don't step in, that's an automatic strike. They yep. had talked you about doing that yeah. for the past few years. Now, but and, the umpires, but the, but I think, get is, it wrong sometimes, too, in the fact that if you call time and mm-hmm. you say time and the pitcher goes, and the umpire could just say, nope, I didn't care if you called time or not, that's a strike, and then you well, could argue. And, and there so are, there has to be an umpire-player respect there. Well, there is, and there, there, that's part of the game. It is tradition. Sure. It's tradition if the batter asks for time, mm-hmm. unless the pitcher's in his windup, they're going to give him time. Yeah, but, sure. But there are also times. And sometimes when the pitcher's in his windup, they still give him time. I don't like that. No, but, they don't because then the pitcher, it's bad for the pitcher. I mean, it's then, kind of like. You then know. you also get the hitters that, you know, will call time two straight, you know, times mm-hmm. they step in. And it's not, in my opinion, it's not right because, A, you're trying, you know, you're trying to play mind games with the pitcher sometimes sure. by calling it. But the pitcher's also, you know, he doesn't want to keep that same, you know, one, two, go, yeah. one, two, go. He's changing up his holds. And as the umpire, you know, you got to have the balls to say, I'm not going to give this guy time if he calls it. Yeah. Well, Unless the pitcher goes like eight seconds without doing anything. Here's sure. a memory. Goose Gossage mm-hmm. pitching against George Brett. Gossage wanted to get the ball and throw it. Wanted to get the ball and throw it. And he's getting guys out. Brett steps in, strike one. Gossage is almost ready to pitch. Brett steps out. He's almost ready to pitch again. Brett steps out. Brett gets in there. Ball one. Pretty soon, Brett's worked him to like a three-one, three-two mm-hmm. count. And the next pitch, boom, home run. It's there. There's a mind, there's some chess going on here. There, there is. But if we're if we're talking about you know you you want. The pace of play, you want, you know, these guys to get the ball and, you know, have the next pitch, then either the league's got to establish a definitive rule that the umps, you know, understand they have to enforce Mm -hmm. because there are some things that, you know, I don't think the umps give a crap about enforcing. And I'll even say it for college baseball. We had a rule. The minute that last, so the third out's recorded, the minute the team who was in the field, their last player gets across that white line to their dugout, mm-hmm. you start a 90-second clock. If that first pitch isn't ready to go in that 90-second clock, depending on if it's the pitcher not being ready, it's an automatic ball. Yep. If the batter's not ready, it's an automatic strike. Yeah, like No umpire ever enforce that. Right. And we'll get to the pitch clock in a sec. But well, let's, let's, move, let's we, move on well, to... We can talk, we can talk yeah. about the pitch clock real quick. Okay, yeah, let's move to the pitch clock. 20 seconds is a long time. However, what do you do? 
Do you do what they do in the NBA when the shot clock, when it goes off, there's a buzzer? No. <laughs> well, I'm, fi- I'm, I'm fine with the 20-second clock as long as it's starting when the catcher is re- you know, officially has received the ball and gets it back to the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Then you get on the mound, you get your sign, and you still have that about five to eight seconds where you can decide how many beats you're holding that ball. Yeah. I like that. With runners on, I especially like it because you still have to make sure that guy's not getting a huge lead. Yeah. You know, I'm even fine with it being 20 seconds when nobody's on and 25 when somebody's on. Well, I think I think Jose Valverde is happy not to be playing anymore in this I era. think a lot oh, of yeah, pitchers yeah, yeah. are happy to not be playing right now. Okay, well, yeah, one yeah, of, one I'm, of I'm the cool. things on here is allowing a two-sport draftee to sign a major league contract. Is, are they, is that not allowed now, or is there, are they talking well, about not allowing it? No, okay, so... This has to do all with Kyler Murray, and, you know, I'm just getting sick and tired of this story. Well, I mean, it's like, uh, you, well... You sign a contract, you make a commitment. Sure. You know, and the, the crap that he pulled, you know, Oakland said, okay, you can go back, you can play your final season at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. play quarterback. Sure. But we expect you at spring training sure. after it's over. Okay. He goes on. He wins the Heisman. He says, okay, I'm fully now committing myself to playing quarterback in the NFL. Now, there was an interesting article that I saw this morning. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Ken Rosenthal that wrote the article. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much kind of stated that, you know, what would happen if, you know, and I think use Buffalo as the example, but I'm going to use Detroit as the example. What if the Detroit Lions selected Kyler Murray with the eighth pick? And Kyler Murray's like, I don't want to be a quarterback in Detroit. So you know what I'm going to do? We've well, had a lot of people I'm, actually say I, we don't want to be a I am going in to, instead of honoring the fact that the Lions drafted me, I'm going to go play baseball. You know, you're screwing over the game and the fans well, when you, you're doing this. Well, what, yeah. about, what about Bo Jackson? Two team players mm-hmm. or two yeah. sport what about, players. Uh, oh, the, the great defensive back uh, for for the uh, Cowboys. Uh, oh, uh, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Two team, two sport guys. Yeah, but well, they, they, Russell they Russell did. Wilson from Seattle's going, and mm-hmm. he was drafted by the te- the, you have, the Texas, but he's Texas now, now but he's they, in New they, York, yeah, so they, he uh, goes back. And his honestly, he you'll have it. to forgive me. I don't know who plays football these days because. I'm, I live in Detroit. I, mean, I, 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 am, I am fine with like Ooh, how, shots with fired. How, with how Dion, 1957, Sanders, baby, with how Dion Sanders and them did it. They did it in the respectful manner. Yeah, they, everybody where knew Kyler what they were Murray's. Well, they were also very just dominant. I mean, yeah. man, Bo was I mean, just like Ky- Kyler Murray could climb has, the walls in case there are players right now that have that ability. They could play quarterback in the NFL. They could play baseball. They'd be successful at both or one or the other but you gotta have the respect to honor the agreement that you put forward i am perfectly fine with kyler murray playing football and baseball but he's going about it the wrong way and i think it's his agent Mm. and i mean it could be kyler murray but we, I we think could do a whole show on here's the thing not getting good good advice if you're good at both things, and there's a strong chance you could either make it in the NFL or make it in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you choose Major League Baseball? A. Longevity. B. No con- real bad concussions. C. Size, C, size doesn't size matter. matter. And it's like you're there's no salary cap. There's no salary cap in Major League Baseball. You would make you more playing Major League <laughs> Baseball than you would playing NFL football. 
<laughs> well, here's here, and this follows right up with it: changing the draft rules mm-hmm. to increase competitiveness. competitiveness. And yes. I, and they don't in, want teams tanking. In the yeah. in the sporting news, there was a good article mm-hmm. about putting in a tanking rule. Yes, and I believe the writer talked about uh, a team that loses. Uh, it was like n- loses. 70 uh, wins, games. I'm sorry, wins mm-hmm. less than 70 games. Yeah. If, and you know, so they're maybe they're getting the first round, first, the first pick in the first round. Yep. The next year, if they, they, their record is still lo- uh, winning less than 70, they're going to get a good pick, but they're going to pick 10 positions back. Yes. The next year, if it happens again, they're going to pick. 15 or 20 positions back. Yeah. So it's a penalty for not getting better. But wasn't there also something in that that had to do with if your team has massive improvement that you also get a higher pick? I, I didn't uh, I don't There was a stipulation if you were, in a sense, tanking, but there was also something that they're trying to put in where if your team is really successful, like you get a beneficial like pick or something. Sure. Which I'm not for. I mean, well, it the, just kind of doesn't dra- make any sort the, of sense. In, in if you do sense, better, then you sense, get better. It's in like, the sense the draft is for your team to build with right. whatever prospects are available. Sure. Everybody has the same amount of picks unless like, you get that compensatory right. pick for someone signing a free agent that was yours or you know, your guy from the previous year didn't sign. Well, do you think that we were tanking when we got Casey Mize? No, I just think we flat out sucked. Yeah, we because we were trying that we, year. We, I mean, we really were. I honestly the, thought that the, we were going to do better all, than we did. The All Star break did. hit, and we went. Well, yeah. Well, uh, you know, baseball is a long season, and and the teams that are that have more veteran players tend to know how to pace themselves. Sure. The um, I've kind of lost my train of thought here. The the uh, this this thing about tanking. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it help you to tank in September yeah. when you call up all these guys that it, it makes you, it easier? You just want to take a look at. Right? You want to take a look mm-hmm. at. So, but it's also nice so when you're you, when you're when you're in September and you, you're not in a race, you and bring then you're playing up, guys against our inner race to like hurt and, them. And, you know, <laughs> and I hope I hope this guy really improves and turns into a major league sure. player. But I'm going to use him as an example. So you bring up guys like Ronnie Rodriguez. Oh, he was okay. up though. You really I'm, have, I'm the saying, you really have saying, it out for Ronnie I'm Rodriguez. I'm saying like Ronnie Rodriguez. Uh-huh. I've never seen anybody take worse swings in mm-hmm. a major. In a, I, it, it, MSBL guys don't take swings that bad yep. for the most part. I think he needs a haircut though. As my I mom, don't care. as my mom called. Well, I think you know. You know, you got to present you guys yourself. You got to be in a great mindset. I tell you what. My mom calls him Spongehead because well, I don't, he has I don't wanna, that. Top. I don't want to make this about just about him. It's about bringing up <laughs> bringing up players of that caliber. Uh-huh. And you're the Tigers, right? And you're playing New York, who's battling with Boston and let's say Toronto. Sure. Well, yeah, Tampa Bay towards the end of the year trying to sure. make a push. Okay. It's like saying to New York, "You're we're going to play our B team." And give you an advantage over Boston. Yeah. You know, it isn't like you're bringing. Oh man, this guy's the this guy's the next Babe Ruth coming up here. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. <laughs> these no. are these are double A, triple A guys who may make it someday, but they're not ready for prime well, time. That, sure. And they're going against. They're going to go against 
the Yankees best because the Yankees are in the hunt. Yeah. Well, and that also speaks to what our depth was with our player pool. That Ronnie Rodriguez was a major league and you know player I, in I, our I system last year. I, I'm sorry to talent wise. Shouldn't have brought up his name. But, <laughs> you but, have it out bad for him. <laughs> well, look, uh, Vladimir Guerrero could hit those pitches. His but son Vlad- can hit those pitches. Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero, Guerrero would hit the pitcher when Vladimir it bounced too deep in front of the plate. Hall of Fame guy. Yeah. Ronnie Rodriguez doesn't look like it, and he can't hit those pitches. There, there are pitches. I mean, ninety percent uh, of major league hitters. Can't well, hit that's those that's pitches. the thing, though, and it goes right back to I believe in management, and honestly, that's something that Clendon should have been talking to Ronnie about. Like, what the hell are you doing? He talked to he those, talked to Castellanos. Castellanos was a first pitch swinger. And would swing at everything. And honestly, if Castellanos leaves us this year, I would not be upset about it because oh, I love I think I love he Castellanos. I think he had one good season as because when you're in the shit with everybody else, then you're gonna look like an all star. You watch yeah. if he's not hurt, he'll have an even better year this year. You watch. Mm, mm, we'll see. He's he's improved every year. He's been in the big leagues, uh, and. You know, we, we talk a lot about his defense, but my goodness, they throw him out in right field. Come on, He's nobody, been, nobody out played, in right field actually he had can't good defense. Play defense anywhere. He is not a good defender. Well, we haven't seen him at first. If he stays if here, he plays first like he played third. I am not wanting to see him at first. <laughs> it's not the hot corner. If though. he stays here, and Miggy's here, I'd love to see them. DH and first base. Well, we're not going to get anything. The market right now is just terrible for okay. outfielders. You know who's right. available, though? Edwin Encarnacion. Oh, I was going to say Seattle Bryce Harper. Seattle <laughs> wants to move Edwin Encarnacion. Boo. Well, the Tigers are going to have to do something to put butts in the seats. Yeah. They're going to have yeah. to do something. What they have on paper right now is not, not going to do, do it. it. And I know several people who have season tickets are now people who had season tickets. I think Ethan's got actually stats on that. What were we from last year to the, or last oh, year? Oh, so um well this is not from season tickets. This was from from, uh, from, from viewership watching so. the games on from the, for the Tigers. Yeah. Uh viewership was down according to an article from Forbes. Understand. Um let me find it real quick. But I, I think was, you said like 2%. Oh, 4%. viewership in total was up 2%. Yeah. Um, before Fox Sports Detroit, viewership was down 42% okay. for the Detroit Tigers well. on Fox Sports Detroit. Hmm. All right, we've got to move on here a little bit because we're okay. in Rob. Imposing a three-batter minimum for pitchers. I am against it so What happens to it. the situational lefty? I am against this rule. I am heavily. left-handed. I would oppose this rule. <laughs> I, I oppose this rule because it takes strategy out of the game. They're well, you're trying look, to move the game. Just along. remember, Mr. Manfred over here is trying to speed up the game. So everything that you we're reading off to our viewers right now is because it's the pace of play. But how is it a pace of play? If I'm bringing in a because left, it's less time of being like, okay, that guy no, didn't if, get that guy out. Like going back to the bullpen. If we think, if we bullpen. think about it this way. Lefty on lefty matchup. I'm bringing in my lefty specialist, yeah. but the next two guys are righties who smoke lefties. I'm still bringing in my lefty, but okay. Instead of it being, you know, I bring in my lefty, I get the out, I quickly switch to a righty, and mm-hmm. he gets the next two guys out, three up, three down, in a span of let's say five minutes. Yeah. I bring in that lefty, he gets the first guy out, but then it's a double, and then a single, and then I have to go get him, mm-hmm. and then the next guy comes in, and then maybe he gets the next two guys out. 
instead of it being a five-minute inning, it turns out to be like a 15-minute half of an inning. Sure. Yeah. Good point. I don't know that that's going to improve pace of play. Yeah, I'm I'm totally against that. Uh, How about a single okay for it? A single trade deadline. I'm for that. Yeah, okay, because I, there's no real such thing as a trade deadline. I in Major am for it and against it because I under <laughs> I under I, I understand why. So I'm I'm neutral. Well, I understand why teams are wanting this put in, but also if we really think about it. I think it's kind of a pity thing that they want put in. Because, for example, does Houston win the World Series without making that trade for Verlander before that second Maybe trade not. deadline? Uh, yeah. I think, you know, it go, it's a process. These players that, you know, are eligible to be traded are put through the waivers mm-hmm. before they can be traded. Sure. If a team wants to, you know, trade for that guy and doesn't want to risk another team being able to get him, they place their claim. Mm-hmm. I think what teams need to realize is if you want to sabotage your opposition right. going into the postseason, whether or not you can trade for the player, place a waiver claim on him. Yeah. Because whether or not you can work out that trade in 24 hours, you can still block other teams from trading for him. See, that's human nature. We're always looking for the angle. (laughs) Let's move on to the bigger questions of of the day. Bringing the DH to the National League. Do it. No. Do it. No. I I think we should either bring the DH to the National League or remove it from the American League. Oh. Let's let's play baseball. I like seeing pitchers hit. It is entertaining okay, to watch. It's not now, strategical. Now, though. here we go back to one of these other ones, adding that roster spot. In the National League, I think you need it. You need to add those maybe two pinch hitters to come off your bench, sure. right? But, I mean, in the National League, you also have eight position players that automatically start. So you're automatically already picking up that extra position player on the bench. It's not, it's, it's not strategical to not have a DH. Even Verlander said, he goes... I like having a DH because it actually can scare pitchers. Why are you going to be scared about going up against Verlander? You know when it. When, but when I mean, is okay if you're a pitcher, you're standing on that mound, you're playing San Francisco. Madison Bumgarner steps to that plate. He is not in. That's a there that's are, a low percentage there, of pitchers who can actually are, hit. No, there's so, a there's a good a amount lower of percentage compared that to they're, DH that hitters. They're not they're not going to hit that home run. But there are actually a lot oh, of Oh, I pitchers. get to see him bunt my, my guy from first to no. second. One guy who, you know, if I look at him and I look at how he swings, I, I, I seriously still question how he is a consistently good sure. hitter for a pitcher. Is that Granky? I'm okay with if all most pitchers were great hitters, then yeah, by all means, get rid of the DH, use the pitcher. But I don't want to watch one actual you know, out where the guy is bunting this helps, or or this helps walks. pace to play. No, <laughs> it does. If a pitcher no, is an easy no, out, because that's, I, that's there's three a, outs. There's every a lot game. of great DHs out there, and if it wasn't for the DH, Miggy's career's done tomorrow. Earl, Miggy's career is done tomorrow. Hit. That was a Tiger who sure. could hit. Yeah. Mickey Lolich hit a home run in the World Series. Sure. Oh, come on. Okay, uh, here's here's an interesting one that isn't on your sheet. I, I wrote it down. They're talking about putting a runner on second base after 10 innings in spring training games and in the All-Star game. In spring training, I'm fine with it. Because if the game ends in a tie, they just call it as a tie. 
you know, I don't like ties in baseball. Put it in the spring training I don't like game. ties, period. This will, be um, a, this and, will be a test for a rule in and, the future. And in the All-Star game, I'm fine with it now because the winner of the All-Star game no longer matters when it comes to home field advantage. Sure. So that I'm fine with, too. Okay, let's talk about lowering the mound. Or okay. Move, it's, and it says, you guys wrote moving because, or lowering. Yeah, because it, it is moving, moving or lowering. Or lowering it. Yeah. Okay, we're not talking about changing the distance. No, changing the distance. They were talking about that if they do not lower it, they are going to change the, the distance. distance. To what? 70 feet? Uh, they what were, was they it? They were 65? Uh, so, let's see here. Uh, yeah, 65 feet. Which, you know, means a player gets to see that ball just at half a second well, longer. Well, here's the thing. Does what, that affects... No, wait, no, yeah, exactly. What about the pickoff to first base for yeah. a lefty? Mm-hmm. Oh, now it's he, so much easier. <laughs> one, no, now no. a lefty has to step toward the plate uh-huh. in order to throw to first base. That's yep. a balk. Yep. I mean... <laughs> yeah, you're right. But, but if, you, if, you ha- if you have that crafty lefty... All you have to do, and this is the thing that well, I Mark love Burley watching. already does, right? This, this, is, this is the one thing that I love that some lefties can do, and they'll never get a bot called on them because they do it properly. Yeah. You bring that leg straight up, you move it just slightly towards first, and you bullet that ball over there. You just need to clear the rubber, and depending on where you're standing on that rubber, it is so easy to do that balk move. Well, in I'm sorry, sixty feet six inches. Well, that's, that's what it what is, it right is right now. now. Oh, okay. So we're I, sitting I at sixty feet six inches, and they're potentially talking about possibly sixty-five feet. I don't see. I don't see that happening. First of all, but presently, we're talking about box for lefties. In high school games, you have two umpires generally. With, runner, co- with college, you have two to three. So. Okay, runner on, runner on first. Mm-hmm. The umpire who's with nobody on is covering that first baseline. When he's he's on, over he's, he's over in pitcher. the middle of the infield, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really can't tell if that lefty's balking unless it's real obvious. And the way lefties get past that is even when they've started to move home and that runner makes a little move and they throw to first. After that foot comes down, they just keep moving. But see, so they can't tell. Yeah, but there's. It is so much harder to steal off of a lefty than it is a righty because on that righty, you're going first movement. If he's not turning his shoulder towards you, if his foot comes up, you're gone. With mm-hmm. a left, doing that quick move to first sure. for a lefty, and I'm surprised no one has worked on this with John Lester when he sets up on his on the mound <laughs> in his stretch. Why he doesn't just lift his foot up <coughs> off back off the rubber and throw a sidearm dart over to first. Because it would end up either in the stands or the down mom, the right yeah. field line. Somebody's gotta work with him on that. Uh-huh. I'm sure they have. Where where in the world's Bryce Harper going? That's the next thing on our list. So we've and, started and, this segment last guys, week. You guys wrote on my list. Who knows? Who knows? Because <laughs> last week it was a who knows situation. It's more of just yeah. a, a watch for I, us to see I was who's going to pick him up. I'm close, I think, to where he was going. I said last week, LA Angels. Yep. There's been serious talks with San Francisco. Yes. Giants are now um, looking at him. And, and, and what I've read most recently is the Phillies. Yep. You know, but the Phillies have been in it from the start. There was speculation that he was going to sign a few weeks ago with the Phillies. The Phillies, in my opinion, with this trade for JT Real Muto, 
are really setting themselves up for disappointment. Sure. Well, we talked about a tweet from Justin Verlander Mm -hmm. here uh, recently where he talked about all the free agents, a hundred of them or so, that are that are out there, yep. and everybody's waiting for these shoes to drop, and they're talking about teams rebuilding, and the gist of Verlander was, hey, these guys, Machado and uh, Harper, are 26 years, years old. The best, this, the best years of their career are those yeah. 10 years, right? Yep. Well, they're they're asking for 10-year contracts. Yeah. Well, the the White Sox offered a 10-year. $300 million deal. At least this is the rumor to Harper. He doesn't want to go to the White Sox. Well, I know with Machado there was a speculation that's what they had offered. and that Was, was quick, it Machado? That, but that was quickly rebuffed by the White Sox and it someone. It was changed. It was like and, years and, going well, down. Yeah. And with someone in Machado's group, they said that was never offered. It was like a seven-year, $198 million deal. Yeah, I'd feel bad for I him don't, if you had to take okay. that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. With this, though, is the system broken? Should If you're a rebuilding team, do you consider doing what San Francisco is, is considering, with Harper at least, give him a shorter-term deal, still kind of, in a sense, give him a good annual salary? So if you're doing a three-year deal, $90 million, mm-hmm. so that's you know $30 million a year, yeah. and give him an opt-out after that second year. Well, I think in terms because of... Because that puts him back on right. the market. I think in terms of long-term contracts, I think it set a standard for players to have it in their minds to have big-time contracts for long-term agreements. Well, And, and it, all of a sudden, now Machado, Bryce, and all of them are looking at, I'm just as good as when Miggy was... In his prime, I'm just as good as when, you know, Justin Verlander was in his prime. I keep saying the Tigers, but, you know, those were big-time mm-hmm. contracts. I'm Albert just as good. Pujols, Pujols, Pujols. Was. I'm just as good as J.D. Martinez. I'm just as good as everybody else who's making these big-time contracts. So I'm not going to settle for anything less than that. When I think, I think, And I think it gets a stigmatism. When I think baseball is one of the only sports I'm seeing this now, Morin, there's no loyalty, it seems like, between no. with between the teams and... And they're players. Yep. And I'm going to mention Blake Griffin only because what was their pitch to him? Clipper for life. Yeah. And now he's he's a piston for life. Not not even half a year into that deal, he got traded. I think a lot of players, when they're doing their free agent searching, where do I want to be for the you know right now? If they're asking for that ten year deal, that's a majority of the rest of their career. Right. They want to go where they want to go, and they don't want you to say you know in a few years. Hey, we're going to trade you over here because, you know, you don't have a no-trade clause. That darn Lou Brock who who messed up the the owners with uh, collusion. (laughs) Speaking of trades and rumors, Jess, anything on the block? Well, Alex Wilson has signed a minor league deal with Cleveland, and Matt Joyce has signed a minor league deal with Cleveland, both former Tigers now. Yep. And Homer Bailey, who got a a nice contract, a six-year, $105 million deal with Cincinnati in 2014, Still has twenty three million left on that contract. Was traded to L.A. to the Dodgers back in December, and mm-hmm. is now been traded to Kansas City or been actually been released by L.A. Yeah, gone to Kansas City uh-huh. for a minor league contract. All three guys invited to spring training. Think about that. That's crazy. I well, think... I, you know, I see the name Homer Bailey, and all I can think of is it's a wonderful life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And with twenty three million remaining on your contract, uh, you could go to the building and loan. And uh, <laughs> but you know the guy's thrown two no hitters in his career. Yes, he's yeah. had some he's had some uh, injuries. 
you know, the deal he signed with Kansas City, I think, is uh, over five hundred thousand dollars. That is, it's crazy to think that these were top tier guys. Then this kind of goes back to the point of just wouldn't get more into it about contracts and everything. But nothing's for certain. Nothing's for certain. Hey, well, we got to talk about ballpark food real, real quick. My wife would love this one. This is at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. Which Formerly is, known as yeah, U.S. Cellular. U.S. Cellular. It's uh, the new Comiskey, whatever. <laughs> the White uh, Sox can't make it up it's there. It's Elote. <laughs> elote, a uh, Latin food. Elote. Which is, which is corn mm-hmm. with, that's really seasoned up great. It's, yep. it's delicious. Butter. I don't, yeah, it's yeah, None of this stuff is on a healthy diet. Mayo, but you know, chili you powder. Splurge when you go to the ballpark. I need that. It just looks good, I doesn't would. it? Every every you week know. has gotten better since that yeah. uh, vegan yeah. hot yeah, dog. Yeah, you know, I'm guessing that right. Yeah, well, I'm guessing that's like a twenty dollar plate. So I mean, no, yeah. that's that's probably a couple bucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with eight dollars. Eight dollars. Hey, by the way, you can get the corn on the cob in a, in a bowl where you kind of. Swish it around, uh-huh. or they'll cut it off the cob for you and oh, serve it that nice. way. I think off the cob is a very interesting and unique way to do it. Unless they're just buying it in the frozen bag and then Less know, than claiming us. it's off the cob. <laughs> and I, I haven't had lunch yet. I'm getting a little hungry. Oh, yeah, so we, no, better, talk about we better wind this up and uh, get out of here. Thanks to Tony in the booth, Angel, Kelsey. Alana. And thank you, guys. Yeah, Alana. Nice shout out. Cole. And Cole. Oh. I see Cole in there. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, thanks a lot. It's been great. Catch you next week. Let's play two.